and welcome to Media Plus with me, Charlotte Henry. It's a new podcast, newish still, I think, uh, from the Mac Observer discussing the world of digital media and Apple's place within it. And I'm really excited today to be joined by Nika Monford, the co-host of the Snob OS podcast. It's, it's a great show if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. They are unashamed Apple snobs on that show, talking all things Apple. Um, so it's great to have you on, Nika. It's great to be here, Charlotte. Thank you for inviting me. No, I'm pleased. We we met over on an, another podcast, you know, mm-hmm. that terrible Tom Merritt introduced us. But it's fun to sit here and chat <laughs> uh, media and digital media and TV plus because you're you've got a couple of different perspectives on it, as so many of my guests do on this show. You mm-hmm. are both a consumer of various forms of media through Apple and also you um you produce media yourself you're an independent creator and I want to get your perspective on both those things in different parts of the conversation sure but as is only right and proper we have to start with Oprah ah the queen of all media (laughs) right the media queen I don't think she's that popular with the queen but she is she is uh certainly the queen of media and she uh, we've we've sort of speculated it actually for sort of almost two years now it's been since 2019 that we've known she was working with prince harry the duke of sussex on a series about mental health mm-hmm. and today finally we know a name and we know a launch date it's going to be called the me you can't see and it's going to premiere on apple tv plus on may the 21st now it's there's a lot to unpack in this just because of we won't go down the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, Oprah thing too much because right. one of us will get thrown out of our respective countries and I don't know which one that will be. So it's probably better <laughs> if we just leave that. Um, but this obviously has been an ongoing relationship. It's been an ongoing project. I think it probably was disturbed by COVID, but we're here now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to hear from because having Oprah was not a big enough draw, never mind a member of the royal family, we're going to have some very high-profile guests, some of whom I know, some of whom you can better tell me of because they're big stars in the US. So mm-hmm. starting with Lady Gaga, obviously. Of course. Superstar. Big relationship with Apple anyway. Glenn Close, obviously, big superstar. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of players for there's the San Antonio Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, uh, the Phoenix Sun, Langas, Langs, Langston Galloway. Uh, and there's also a mental health advocate and speaker called Zach Williams on there and Olympic boxer Virginia Fuchs um, and re- celebrity chef Rashad Armstead as well. So there's a whole bunch of people going to give their perspective on this and they've worked with a host of experts in the, the fields as well. So it should be quite interesting. Apart from the Oprah factor, is this something you're looking forward to, Nika? Um, I think um, I'll have to say um, when I first opened Instagram this morning, this was the first thing that I saw on my feed. Oh, and I thought that was quite interesting. Right. When I when I saw the topics for today's podcast. And I have to say it was one of those things where it was highly touted um, back when yeah. it was first announced that the two, you know, very high profile people were working together. And of course, I'm based in the U.S. and I really didn't have a lot of background on the royal family. Of course, I knew about, you know, yeah. Princess Diana and of course her sons, that type of thing. I really didn't get into the whole 
royal family, honestly, until, you know, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex, um, came into the royal family. So I've been seeing a lot of of things, you know, on social media, um, as well as the digital content space around those two as well. And of course, as you alluded to earlier, the... um, I don't want to say controversy, but all of the talk around the conversation that the they had with Oprah. Um, but I think before all of that happened, um, if 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 I'm not incorrect, um, Prince Harry had um, talked extensively about mental health and how it affected, yeah. you know, his his mother's death affected him yeah. um, directly, and um, Oprah herself, you know, prior to. Um, you know, branching out into the, you know, the huge media conglomerate that she is as herself on her talk show. She talked about mental health back, you know, in the in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and of course, I think we're all aware of her um, issues around mental health regarding the way she grew up yeah. as well. I think it's just very interesting. Both of these individuals, even though there's a, a significant age gap, they both talk about mental health from the perspective of things that happened in their childhood. And now I think our society is a lot more aware of mental health. I definitely think the stigma is definitely changing. And I think this um, series with them is going to further destigmatize it because, as you mentioned, there are quite a few high profile people who will be talking about their mental health struggles. And I think, honestly, it's going to help a lot of people and make people more open to to getting the mental health they need. Yeah. Uh, So first of all, you're absolutely spot on. Prince Harry and Prince William They've worked together on a foundation, the Heads Up campaign, which has raised a lot of money and a lot of awareness for mental health. Actually, they did it with the respective wives as well. So uh, Kate Middleton and the Duchess of Cambridge and Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. So we're also involved in that. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is not like a random thing Prince Harry has has snuck into to do. He, he's been involved in talking about this space and advocating in this space for a long time. So it kind of makes sense that his first step into the media world would be around this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're you're totally on that, and uh, you're right. You you'll know even better. You'll know far better than me the kind of way Oprah has spoken about this throughout her career. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it makes sense as a collaboration. It's going to be. Very, I mean, it's going to be. It would have been high profile anyway. It's going to be very high profile now. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, they've definitely seen. They've definitely worked that contacts book, haven't they? If that's <laughs> if that's just the opening set of guests. Yeah, I based on, you know, kind of what I've been seeing, it looks like all, you know, similar to to Netflix and some of the Mm. other streaming platforms, all of the episodes are going to be released at the same time on May 21st. Is that what? So so they do that. They mix it up on Apple TV Plus. I mean, you'll have seen this with different shows that you've watched or whatever. So at the moment, the Mosquito Coast is going out week by week. We've mm-hmm. had other series where there's been a to- you know a dump of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the Oprah shows tend to be week by week, so she's done the Oprah okay. conversation and different uh, bits of covering the COVID pandemic and so on, and they tend to be week by week. So we just had the most recent one was uh, an extensive interview with Elliot Page. That was the latest Oprah conversation. So mm-hmm. that has gone out episode by episode. So you didn't get. Uh, President Obama, Elliot Page, and 
all sorts of other people all that are space. Exactly. So I think it depends on what it is. Um, it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't surprise me that this goes out is one go. That seems to be what they're doing with Oprah content, but we will have okay. to see. Um, yeah, and so that and it's interesting they're also getting it in before the kind of first lot of renewals uh, comes up because in theory, kind of June July time, people are going to start being start to ask to pay for TV Plus. Mm, so that, yeah. it's interesting that this is another big thing coming before that deadline. Um, right, and I guess it's probably to get folks to ex- those who have trials to extend or, those trials and actually yeah. purchase this. Uh, purchase a service or folks who don't have it, you know, maybe get the trial because both of these people of course have been in the news and in the media quite often um, over the last, you know, month or so. So that, you know, I think will probably drive added interest as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it will drive huge interest. I think, you know, as we, there's, there's people they're talking to and just their personalities themselves. And also I, I think there is a level, whatever one thinks of the people involved, there, there is a level of authenticity about it. This is not a subject these two have just kind of, as we mentioned, right. have, have just stumbled over. Um, and so there will, uh, it'll be interesting to see quite how raw and honest they are. It will be interesting mm-hmm. to see the same with their guests. Um, if anyone can bring out a, a kind of in-depth, raw confessional conversation on these kind of topics it should be Oprah right I mean right she always gets people to cry and she always gets all the information but I know particularly you know I know a lot of these folks who are on the list but I know specifically for the two NBA players um Damara DeRozan and Langston Galloway they've both spoken out quite honestly um, regarding their mental health structure, um, you know, struggles and, and issues. So I think probably from their perspective, I, I foresee, you know, this being quite um, personal and, you know, quite raw, you know, yeah. just based on some of the folks that I know um, from reading about them, you know, um, I, I think that we should probably get some really raw um, content from from them on this. Yeah, I I think having high profile athletes as part of this you know it's one thing to have a kind of you know pop stars and movie stars and whatever they're kind of people are kind of used to them mm-hmm. sharing their emotions and you know telling us how they really feel about the world but to have these high profile athletes i think it is a is a big deal and you know it's perhaps the type of thing only a kind of figure like oprah can facilitate I agree. And I think it'll pull in a different audience than, you know, we've seen into the mental health conversation and kind of make it, quote unquote, okay to talk about your feelings or mental health when you have these, you know, seven foot players, you know, being vulnerable and open and honest, you know, about their struggles. I mean, we even have a a boxer, you know, that is going to have a conversation as well. So, uh, you know, I completely agree that it's going to to expose and bring in a lot of other people who would to the conversation who probably otherwise wouldn't have been interested. Yeah. um, And I think it's worth kind of just to sum it up, reflecting on the comments that both uh, Oprah and Prince Harry made as they announced the show. Uh, I've said, I didn't think Oprah's was that original 
comment but she said now more than ever there is an immediate need to replace the shame surrounding mental health with wisdom compassion and honesty our series aims to spark that global conversation i have to say i think we have been better at having that conversation so i'm not quite mm-hmm. sure oprah's hit the nail on the head with that but it's an interesting point and and she's right the conversation is worthy of having and this year has certainly exacerbated the need to have it um, I think so. Yeah, and I think people will be more open to it because yeah. of what we've experienced over the last year and a half. For sure. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, <laughs> Prince Harry's comment is quite an interesting one because he kind of he 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 rather he sort of acknowledges the difference between him and Oprah and their upbringing. He says, "Yes, we are born into different lives, brought up in different <laughs> environments, and as a result, are exposed to different experiences." Hmm. Yeah, I you, would. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably were, Prince Harry. Yeah. But, Just a little bit. <laughs> but, and then, but our shared experience is that we are all human. Um, the majority of us, and this is what you were hinting at right at the start of the conversation, he said the majority of us carry some form of unresolved trauma, loss, or grief, which feels and is very personal. So yeah. I think we, it'll be, it'll be, look at our, we will certainly be watching it just because it sounds like a deeply compelling television. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. I'll also be interested, and this is the kind of cynical media critic part of me, how it plays out both in kind of how people pick up on the series and what Apple does with it and how Apple uses the series in its wider media platforms. Right. I, 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 I agree with that. It, it will be interesting to see. And also, I think to add um, the reception of of this type of podcast, you know, thinking outside of even the terms of mental health, um, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier at the top of the show is the, I guess, the intricacies behind these two high profile people you know, is there going to be, I don't know, you know, what the sentiment is over in the UK, but I know that, you know, the conversation that um, these two individuals had, you know, prior, you know, to this coming out, because I think, like you said, this has been in the works for a couple of years, but yeah. I think COVID probably put a, a wrinkle in that. Um, yeah, just people that. being willing to take a listen um, to the conversation strictly because they may have certain feelings about these two individuals because of, um, you know, the interview that they had back in March, I believe. So I wonder if that may play a factor into people being willing to listen to the message despite the messenger. Yeah, uh, I think you're, you're definitely right about that. And then another thought strikes me as well as you were, you were, you were describing that is, how if this was on primetime television or even a Netflix or something like that, you would imagine it would get huge viewership. Mm-hmm. I think this will be quite a big test of how big the reach of Apple TV Plus is. It, yeah, I agree because a lot of people have Netflix. Most people, that's when they're talking about streaming, they're usually talking about Netflix. And since Apple, um, you know, Apple TV Plus is just, you know, getting into the foray of streaming, they're kind of the newbie on the block. I Again, I, like you mentioned, I think it will, you know, show either that Apple has the, um, the pull 
with um, viewers to get them to come into their service, or if it's just, you know, just another, you know, service on the block that um, may not necessarily command the attention that one would expect from an, yeah. from an Apple streaming service. Sure, but I think it even goes beyond that, actually, because Apple has taken its bet, basically, that a smaller catalogue, but with really big names involved, will mm-hmm. be what gets people in. Particularly if you don't have mm-hmm. to play for a while, pay for a while, and you can play around mm-hmm. with it and see how you like it. And for you know, how you for, like it, right? For a good six months a year, depending on when you bought the relevant Apple device for lots of people. Mm-hmm. So, right, this is the kind of high-profile thing where people might go, "Oh, I want to get Apple TV Plus because I want to watch the Prince Harry Oprah thing." And it will be mm-hmm. interesting to see if this if this is one of the kind of catalysts for getting people on board with the service. To getting people on, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I completely agree. I think that will be it. But I know um, when we were on um, Daily Tech News Show, um, you talked about Tom. Uh, what is, is it? Tim Lasso or Tom Lasso? Ted Lasso. The show yeah. on Apple TV. Ted Lasso. Um, and I know you're you really love the show. And it's just funny that I was on Twitter, I think it was last night. Is there like a, a new season or something coming yeah, out? Kind of, and I've seen it? Yeah, there is gonna be a new season of Ted Lasso. Of okay, because is. I know several people, um, you know, high profile people that I follow. Um, sportscasters, some news folks, sure. they were talking about how much they love the show and they watched one episode and they were hooked and they can't wait. So now I'm definitely, you know, I think I'm going to get on the, the Ted Lasso bandwagon Listen. to see what it's all about because so many people have said so many amazing things about it recently. Right. And I'm like, okay, I had no idea when you talked about it on the other show. I was like, um, I think I, when they did the announcement, the spring announcement, and they talked about it for as long as they did, I was like, um, I don't know what this is. And so now <laughs> I, I think I'm fully invested. I'm going to you you know, boot it up and, and get into it. <laughs> Look, I didn't tell you before, but it's actually a condition of being on this show you have to have watched the whole of Ted Lasso and love it so we're gonna have to talk gotcha. off air but like that yeah. normally I'm gonna people... catch up because I'm definitely you know after I've seen all the talk especially last night on my Twitter feed I was like okay I definitely this sounds like something I really need to Look, get into yeah. because a lot of people are saying really great things about it so yeah I'll catch up definitely you've done well <laughs> normally it takes a lot quicker than kind of 10, 15 minutes into the show to discuss Ted Lasso. So you've done well. Um, <laughs> you'd be one of the more restrained guests, but yes, it, that will obviously be another big, t- it will be another big tipping point, particularly if people mm-hmm. are having to pay for TV plus then how many people are willing to shell out to watch the next episodes of that series and so mm-hmm. on. So I think we're, we're sort of joking because it's a fun show, but actually there is a wider point as there always is when we're discussing this content of actually is Apple eventually going to get people to pay for it? Right. It's a topic we touch regularly on this show. And these are the type of things that are going to perhaps give us a good indication one way or the other. Talking of paying for content. Do you see what I did there? Look, that's almost like... Yes, nice transition there. It's almost (laughs) like we're professionals, Nika, you know. but um, Right. To that and that spring-loaded announcement. One of the features of that and within for iOS 14.5 is an update to podcasts that allow people to pay for podcasts they like, podcasts they like that are 
podcasts are offering a subscription version of directly through the Apple podcast app. Now, I was interested in your take on this as someone who has independently started a show. And, you know, I'm where you guys have a Patreon over at the Snob OS, um, Mm -hmm. uh, over at the Snob OS show. So as a podcast, as an independent creator, what was your take when you heard this? My initial take was um, on the redesign. So it's two different parts of it. They redesigned the way that the app looks. You know, that's great. It's all pretty and and fancy. And it definitely needed an update because it's been a while since, you know, there was any sort of update to Apple Podcast. Um, The subscription part of it was a bit of a surprise, I have to say, because I was expecting, you know, just cosmetic type things to make it prettier. And um, as you mentioned, I I am an independent podcaster for our um, Apple-based show, um, and we do have a Patreon. I think to have this type of feature built into the app, I I honestly think it's probably a bit of a game changer because right now our show has separate feeds to go out to the different um, to the different uh, ways people listen to podcasts, whether it's on an Apple device, Android device, or whatever the case may be. And I think for us, because we do have a Patreon um, uh, a subscription service, because we are Apple-based, I think most of our users are Apple snobs and are Apple users it will be just another way that we can maybe even, you know, eventually roll off of Patreon and just offer our Apple users, you know, exclusive content that they can listen to built directly into the, you know, into the app. So you don't have to go to an external service. It kind of cuts down some of the extra quote unquote work, especially for those individuals who may not be as tech savvy. The only, I think, probably downside to that is, uh, you know, Apple is going to get their cut of, of, you know, whatever you're producing. So it's the 30% um, that I think is, is coming from podcasts as well that you don't necessarily have with Patreon. So uh, Terrence, my co-host and I, we've been having those discussions about how we will integrate subscriptions into our podcast. Yeah. I I think you have hit bang on the head actually a lot of topics and a lot of the dilemmas and issues that a lot of independent podcasters are having jason snell over at six colors wrote a really good piece as well summing up you know kind of the dilemma the good and the bad of what this is going to offer and he put it in very similar terms to you have really and he said the most in feature of apple podcast subscriptions is that it means people it meets people where they live if your listeners are listening mm-hmm. to po- basically, if your listeners are listening in Apple Podcasts anyway, the easiest way to get them to pay for it is to go where they are, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. which I think is yep. really right and is exactly the kind of thing you're outlining. And yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. They might not, it might not be such a tech savvy user who is prepared to fiddle with Patreon and this and you know get this feed up, whatever, all different way things. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think you're absolutely right, and you can get a special members feed and all those kind of things. But there is obviously a little bit of concern. So in the first year, Apple's taking thirty percent, um, as you mentioned, but 
Jason points out that eventually the 15% cut it takes, because it only takes 30% of a first year subscription and then 15% after that. So that's not, as Jason puts it, it's not too far off from many competing services that podcasters use. So it's easy to go, oh, Apple is just taking money off podcasters where it didn't before. Actually, a lot of services take the podcasters use do take a, some cut. So they do take a cut. Yeah. yeah. And I think just the 30% off top is really what, you know, kind of gets people. Um, I don't think I realized that it was um, that the percentage dropped uh, in year two. So that's good to know. Um, so I think, you know, different. And I think one of the differences with Patreon, there's no standard way. It's really all up to the content creator, how they get information out to their users via Patreon. Inside the Apple, you know, app, uh, the podcast app, it will be a consistent way to get, you know, additional content to users. So you don't have to keep up with one pack, one podcast does Patreon this way, another podcast does Patreon that way. So it really kind of, honestly, it makes it easier and it streamlines it for the user and gives the user a better user experience. I that will obviously be Apple's pitch in exactly the same way as you and Terence outlined actually in your discussion about Apple and Epic. It's kind of in your in the last episode of your show, that is how they kind of sell the whole app store infrastructure, isn't it? We're making it easy. We're and we're making it safe. This is a place people trust. People mm-hmm. whereas they might feel a bit weird, you know, as far as we know, yeah. Patreon is a perfectly safe platform to use, but people might feel who are not used to that kind of thing might feel happier just pressing a button on their iPhone um, mm-hmm. because that's what they do for other stuff and they're used to it. Um, right. Exactly. So I think there is a part of that, but is it making the podcast world too disparate as well? You know, hmm. you've got podcasting, you create an RSS feed and it goes out into the world. I'll be in, you know, you've got spot now. You've got Spotify offering certain original content. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you'll have Apple maybe offering original content now, and certainly subscriber only content. If if this takes off as we think it will, there's all different platforms. So it, I think that might be another dilemma facing uh, facing podcasters that they're going to have to put their content out in multiple places. Yeah. I agree. And I and again, I think that's one of the things that um, folks are either going to have to adapt and learn to to, you know, pretty much put into their podcast listening, listening experience. Or, you know, if they aren't really on board with that, there are other options. But um, again, I think it's all about kind of keeping it all under one umbrella, kind of in-house, you know, under yeah, as I mentioned, one umbrella, it, you know, may make it a little bit easier and, and, and more user friendly. Yeah. I mean, surprise, surprise, Apple wants to keep people in Apple stuff. Control. Right. <laughs> right. Shock. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's all part of the general strategy. One bit I was surprised about, uh, and, and I've sort of mentioned this elsewhere, but uh, again, I'll get your perspective, is that there's no element of subscriptions included in the app for podcast subscriptions included in the Apple one bundles. 
Hmm. And I guess the reason for that is because basically Apple at this point doesn't know what shows are going to offer subscriptions, how much they're going to be for. You know, there's too many unknowns and it's not, con- not podcast is not content that Apple controls. Right. Um, right. And I think if, if they, if there is a way that they can, I guess, make it more unified, they may offer that going down the line as, as an, uh, as a future update. Um, but again, as you mentioned, you know, different content creators do things differently. You can't guarantee everybody's going to offer subscriptions. And then, you know, honestly, the statistics around people creating podcasts, you know, most podcasts don't extend beyond, you know, what is it like six episodes or something like that. So you have people who create podcasts, they start, they realize that it is a lot of work to create and produce a podcast. And then they just kind of abandon it. So you have, you know, podcasts out there in the app that haven't been updated in, you know, and who knows how long. So I think that's probably another thing that they would have to take into, you know, account as well as, you know, we have all of these different podcasts in our app store. How do we make it um, standardized across the board for active podcasts or inactive podcasts? I think, as you mentioned, it's so many unknowns that I don't think that they can offer that just yet as as an option have relationships with advertisers and brands in a way that makes them not want to offer subscriptions or not need to offer subscriptions yeah because some people get um they have commercials just baked into their show that they don't necessarily have to you know add a subscription because they're getting additional um fees from you know, advertisers. Right. And, and I wonder if they the may start like, offering an option to advertisers to go straight to Apple to get advertisements built uh, into the shows. I don't know. Yes, yeah, some programmatic advertising done actually from Apple's side. That will be an interesting one. And then, of course, do you then get the kind of Spotify-ish model of an ad-free version mm-hmm. of Apple Pocket? Yep. I mean, there are a lot... This does open... These are all way. speculations, of course. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're just sitting here <laughs> shooting the breeze, really. We, you know, if anyone at Apple wants to tell Nico and I, please, we're here. But um, at Let the us moment, know. yeah, but at the moment we're just chatting. But I, I think what this conversation underlines is that this is just the beginning of a process in podcasts for Apple. I think this is not how right what podcast subscriptions and paid podcast subscriptions by Apple is going to look like in a couple of years time. I don't think. I agree. And I think this is just Apple officially throwing their, you know, uh, hat into the, you know, uh, content creation monetization process of this. I think this there, this is their official warning shot, hat in the ring, whatever you want to call it to, you know, you know, their competitors like Spotify or yeah. iHeartRadio or any of the others that uh, do this type Relay of, FM, of, of content creation. Of, yeah, on, yeah. On, 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 yeah, all of them. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely going to be an interesting one to watch. It'll be I'll be interested to see. I haven't really I don't know if you've noticed. I haven't really noticed the changes to pot the podcast app in iOS 14.5. Yeah. And I certainly don't recall seeing any episodes offered by pod uh paid episodes yet 
unless I'm missing something. Right. I haven't seen anything either. And honestly, I had to really look deep into the podcast app to even really notice like the cosmetic type changes. It's right. You have to go basically to the podcast website or their home home website within yeah. the app just to see the new changes because I was originally I was like did they really did I get anything pushed because I didn't notice anything obvious um, right. up front and I haven't seen anything subscription related I don't know if it's maybe some sponsored Apple podcast that may have the subscription feature built in or if you know different content creators just haven't gotten around to yeah. that to updating to that part of it yeah yeah no I was surprised because um, there was really there was really no because I was gonna say because there was really no um forewarning to content creators that this change was coming so that people could prep and prepare so yeah. that when it was released they would be ready to to roll into the way um yeah. no, you know they're offering these subscriptions I mean, we had had rumors about a kind of podcast plus but yeah, you're you're right. It was made quite a big deal of in the spring loaded event, and then you get your iOS fourteen point five, and then you look at the podcast app, and it didn't feel that different. But exactly, yeah, definitely the individual, the kind of feed for individual shows looks different. But apart from that, I haven't noticed much. And I'm I'm glad you haven't either, because I thought I was going crazy. So that's reassuring. No, you're that, not. <laughs> that's reassuring. Um, Thank you so much for joining me, Nika. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. We'll have to have you back. But tell tell the listeners where else they can keep up with you and your work. Um, you can follow me on social media. Um, I pretty much live over there on Twitter at Tech Savvy Diva. Um, I'm at Tech Savvy Diva pretty much everywhere in the social space. Um, again, um, I am a co-host of the Snobble West Show, which is a podcast and also a YouTube um, uh, show as well. So definitely um, check us out. We talk a lot of Apple uh, because Terrence and I both are Apple snobs and we also talk all other tech as well. Yeah, there is... You're a weekly show on you. It was I think it was Fortnite, but you're a weekly show now. Yes, a weekly show. We record on Wednesdays and our show is published uh, first thing Friday morning. There you go. And I'm Charlotte Henry, at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. And this show goes out every Tuesday, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so do join us there. Do, do uh, you know, follow, subscribe, whatever word Apple is using this week and keep in touch and do drop me a message if there are topics or guests or things you think we should talk about on this show regarding Apple and the digital media space. But until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>